calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to the Nightmare Magazine Story Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Kincaid. Nightmare Magazine is edited by John Joseph Adams and Wendy Wagner. The stories of this podcast are produced by Skyboat Media, directed by Stefan Rudnicki and Gabrielle DeCure, in association with Jim Freund. For the May issue, Nightmare Magazine is sponsored by Kensington Books, the publisher of Inside the Asylum, by Mary San Giovanni. And here we go, our next offering is 10 excerpts from an annotated bibliography on the cannibal women of Ratnabar Island by Nibadita Sin. The story is read for you by Stefan Rudnicki. Ten excerpts from an annotated bibliography on the cannibal women of Ratnabar Island is copyright 2019 by Nibadita Sin. Nibadita Sin is a queer Bengali writer, editor and gamer from Calcutta, a graduate of Clarion West 2015. Her work has appeared, or is forthcoming in, Podcastle, Nightmare, Fireside, and The Dark. She helps edit Glittership, an LGBTQ science fiction fantasy podcast enjoys the company of puns and potatoes, and is nearly always hungry. Hit her up on Twitter, at her underscore Nibson, N-I-B-S-E-N. And so ends this week's intro. So, without further ado, let's have a nightmare. Ten excerpts from an annotated bibliography on the cannibal women of Ratnabar Island by Nibedita Sen. One, Clifton Astrid. The Day the Sea Ran Red, Uncontacted Peoples of the World, Routledge Press, 1965, pages 71 to 98. There are few tales as tragic as that of the denizens of Ratnabar Island. When a British expedition made landfall on its shores in 1891, they did so armed to the teeth, braced for the same hostile reception other indigenous peoples of the Andamans had given them. What they found instead was a primitive hunter-gatherer community composed almost entirely of women and children. The savage cultural clash that followed would transmute the natives' offer of a welcoming meal into direst defense, triggering a massacre at the hands of the repulsed British. 2. Feldwin, Hortensia. Roots of Evil, a headmistress's account of what would come to be known as the Churchill Dinner, 
Westminster Press, 1943. Three girls were saved from Radnabar. One would perish on the sea voyage, while two were conducted to England as Her Majesty's wards. Of these, one would go on to be enrolled in Churchill Academy, where she was given a Christian name and the promise of a life far removed from the savagery of her homeland. Regina proved herself an apt pupil, industrious, soaking up offered tutelage like a sponge does ink, if prone to intemperate moods, and a tendency to attach herself with sudden fits of feverish fondness to one or more of the other girls. None of us could have foreseen what she and Emma Yates whispered into each other's ears behind closed doors as they planned their foul feast. 3. Schofield, Eleanor. Eating the Other. Word of Mouth. State University of New York, 2004, pages 56 to 89. It's not for no reason that women have historically been burdened with the duties of food preparation, or that it is women, not men, who are called upon to limit their appetites, shrink themselves, rein in their ambitions. A hungry woman is dangerous. Men are arbiters of discourse, women the dish to be consumed, and the Ratnabari, in the exercising of their transgressive appetites, quite literally turn the tables on their oppressors. 4. Morris, Victoria. Memory Mouth Mother. Funerary Cannibalism Among the Ratnabari. Journal of Ethnographic Theory, Volume 2, Number 2, 1994, pages 105 to 129. JSTORDOI 10.2707-464631. We are all cannibals at birth, and our mother tongue is the language of the mouth. When the Ratnabari eat of their dead, they embrace what Kristeva calls the abject, the visceral, the polluted, the blood and bile and placenta, and the unclean flesh we associate with the female body. Return to us, they say to their dead, be with us always. Science has yet to explain how it is that they almost never bear sons, only daughters, but it is scarce to be wondered at that their society is matriarchal in nature, for they spurn the clean, rational world of the patriarchal symbolic, remaining locked in a close, almost incestuous relationship with the maternal semiotic instead. 5. Aspiotti, Ellie. A Love That Devours, Emma Yates and Regina Gore. A History of Twentieth-Century Lesbians, edited by Jenna Atkinson, Palgrave Macmillan, 2009, pages 180-195. to what is it about love that makes us take leave of our senses? What makes a girl of barely seventeen carve fillets of flesh from her ribs, and lacing her clothes back up over the bulk of soaked bandages, serve her own stewed flesh to a table of her classmates at her wealthy private school? 6. Rainier, Richard. A rebuttal of recent rumors heard among the populace. The Times, 24 April 1904, page 14. Every rag worth the paper it is printed on has pounced on the regrettable happenings at Churchill Academy, and as such salacious reporting is wont to do, this has had an impact on the minds of impressionable youth. A rash of imitative new fads in the area of courtships, such as presenting a lover with a hair from one's head or a clipping of fingernail to consume, perhaps even a shaving of skin or blood sucked from a pricked finger. As to the rumors that the Ratnabari gain shape-shifting powers through the consumption of human flesh, 
or that they practice a form of virgin birth, I can say with certainty that these are pure exaggeration, and that their proponents are likely muddling real events with the mythological figures of the Rakshasi, a female demon from the Orient. 7. Gore, Shalini The subaltern will speak if you shut up and listen. Interviews in Intersectionality by Shafat Shah Bandari and Harold Singh, 2012. The problem is that we have everyone and their maiden aunt dropping critique on Ratnabar, but we're not hearing from us, the Ratnabari diaspora ourselves. If I have to deal with one more white feminist quoting Kristeva at me, no. The real problem is that our goals are fundamentally different. They want to wring significance from our lives. We just want to find a way to live. There's not a lot of us, but we exist. We are here. We don't always quite see eye to eye with each other's ideology, but we're not going anywhere, and we have to figure out what we are to each other, how we can live side by side. So why aren't we getting published? 8. Gore Rupkwatha A Daughter's Confession, The Collected Letters of Rupkwatha Gore Edited by Mary Anolik, Archon Books, 2010, pages 197 to 216. Mother didn't know what Emma was planning, what was in the food that night, any of it. I've kept this secret so many years, but now that she's long gone and I am old, I feel I can tell it at last, at least to you, my darling, and if only so I can pass beyond this world free of its weight. Why did Emma do it? Does it matter? Love, foolishness, a hunger to believe in magic and power, a twisted obsession with mother's supposed exotic origins. What does it matter? She did it. The truth is I'm grateful. Whatever her motives, that meal gave mother what she needed to escape that place. And I wouldn't have been born without it, though that's another story altogether. You could say a little bit of Emma lives on in me even after all this time. 9. Shalinigor We Can Never Go Home Hungry Diasporas Annual Humanities Colloquium May 2008, Princeton University, Princeton, New Jersey We know Rat Nabar's coordinates. Aerial reconnaissance has confirmed people still live on the island. But how do I set foot on its shores with my English accent and my English clothes? and not have them flee from me in the terror that was taught them in 1891. Where do we go, descendants of stolen ones, trapped between two islands and belonging on neither, too brown for English sensibilities, too alien now for the home of our great-grandmothers? How shall we live with Ratnabar in our blood, but English on our tongues? 10. Gore Ashanti Dead and delicious, too. Eat what you want, and if people don't like it, eat them, too. Bitch Media, 2 November 2016. HTTPS colon slash slash www.bitchmedia.org slash article slash eat want people eat slash 2016. Accessed 8 December 2017. My cousin Shalini is an optimist. She believes in keeping the peace, getting along, not rocking the boat. What do I believe in? I think, let's be real, ladies. Who among us hasn't sometimes had a craving to eat the whole damn world? You know which of you I'm talking to.
Yes, you out there. You've tried so hard to be good, to not be too greedy. You made yourself small, and you hoped they'd like you better for it, but they didn't, of course, because they're the ones who are insatiable, who'll take everything you have to give them and still hunger for more. It's time to stop making ourselves small. And above all, remember, there may be more of them, but we don't need them to make more of us. Submitted for Professor Blackwood's Sociology 402 class by Ranita Gore. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the story. Please consider making a stop at our website at nightmare-magazine.com. If you'd like to help spread the word about the Nightmare Magazine podcast, go to iTunes, find the Nightmare Magazine podcast, and leave a review or rating there. Nightmare Magazine is published by John Joseph Adams. If you haven't already subscribed, check out our many options at nightmare-magazine.com slash subscribe. The stories of this podcast are produced by Skyboat Media, the most respected independent audio production team on the West Coast. They are headed by the Audi and Grammy Award-winning narrators Stefan Rudnicki and Gabrielle DeCure. You can check out Skyboat Media's website at skyboatmedia.com. Post-production is in association with Jim Freund. Music and sound logos are composed and performed by yours truly, Jack Kincaid. There's other ways you can be notified of new Nightmare Magazine content. You can subscribe to our free monthly newsletter RSS feed, follow us on Twitter, or like our Facebook page. If you visit nightmare-magazine.com and click on this month's editorial, you'll find links to all of our social media pages. This podcast is copyright 2019 by Nightmare Magazine. Thanks for joining us. Sleep tight. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.